This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because girls have plenty. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The Guardian Lemusa. Now on. You do as I tell you. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Ready for this? Welcome to Geek Herring, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, I'm Amanda. And... I don't remember what I say. I absolutely brain farted. Um, With me today is my wonderful, hilarious, amazing co-host, Monica. Hi. (laughs) That is, that is, I love that intro, the one where it just stops and you're like, who am I? What am I doing? Where are we? It's only the 151st episode. 51st? That's how I say it. That is how you say it. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. But you you don't say 151st. And not nice saying English is really hard and words are hard as well. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. And uh, <clears throat> hi, Monica. Hi, Amanda. Hi. How are you doing aside from being a chaos gremlin? I mean, when uh, is it ever different? <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Yeah. Fair point. Um, but I'm actually doing really great because it's not just Moni who's joining me for this episode. It is the one and only wonderful Jasmine Joestar. I'm using Everyone. your Twitter name because I really like it. Jasmine Joestar. Um, Thank you guys for having excited. me. So glad to have you. Um, how are you doing? I'm I'm good. I'm like still so surreal that we've got Miss Marvel um, and I'm the happiest. So I am ready to gush all about it with you guys. <laughs> I Perfect. Wait. So good. Um, I feel it was a really great pick because both Amanda and I were following you on the socials already and I was like hmm this is really like this is really this could be this would be really cool and then Amanda was like I'm following this just Jasmine or Joe Star on, on, on Twitter and I'm like I follow her on Instagram <laughs> so yeah she would be great it would be amazing let's do that yeah. Uh, and yeah and we're so thankful that you agreed to thank you so to much, do guys. this with us I, today. I'm so yeah I mean I'm even wearing her merchandise so yeah. love it <laughs> Avenger Con and um yeah I'm I'm excited I'm ready let's go let's do it okay but let's go before we get into Miss Marvel <coughs> gonna cough um <laughs> we're gonna get to know you a little bit better because you're a guest and we want to tell everyone how awesome you are thank you <laughs> okay um so we're going to ask you uh, some questions and you just answer as quick as you can but also you know it doesn't have to be quick you can be as long-winded as you want we call it rapid fire round and it's hardly ever that rapid to be honest. No. So whatever time you need, that time is what you need. <laughs> I'm up for the challenge. Okay. Um, so Jasmine, where are you from? I'm from Los Angeles, California. Ethnically, because people ask, I'm Middle Eastern. So I, my parents are refugees from Iraq. Nice. Um, and what are your pronouns? She, they. Thank you for asking. Thank you. Um, and when are you a geek since? So a year and maybe a story of one of your first geeky experiences? 
I've been a geek since I've been a kid, and I feel like a lot of people say that, but like legitimately had that experience with having the OG NES, so Nintendo Entertainment System, and sharing it with my brother, <laughs> fighting over a controller until our parents got us the second one. You know, obviously I'm player one, Mario, he's player two, Luigi. So since then, I've been a geek, um, then going all the way up to middle school when Pokemon came out, and our parents' rewards to us for doing great in school, our choice was like Pokemon VHS tapes or Pokemon cards. Fast forward to the future. I mean, I grew up watching anime on Toonami and Saturday morning cartoons, uh, reading Harry Potter. So, and of course, loving Disney, grew up on the Disney movie. So all around, I've always been a huge like nerd. And even when it came to like Greek mythology, which now is becoming like into nerd territory with, you know, webtoons um, like Laura Olympus and Percy Jackson. So I've always been like a geek and a nerd. Um, I didn't discover like conventions, which I'm a cosplayer as well, until I was uh, well into my 20s and fell in love, like head over heels at first sight. Um, and I think that kind of completed like my like the epitome of nerdiness i think is actually dr like larping in a sense like dressing up going to conventions being these characters so i've always been a geek and a nerd and i'm so happy that you know now in 2022 it's such a mainstream thing and i'm here for it a lot of people are like this i used to be bullied for it i don't care i'm happy because especially yeah i mean you ladies would know as well as me like and anybody as well and of course anybody who dresses up in anything else than cotton t-shirts knew that our entire <laughs> like you know childhood and teenagehood we didn't really have like um any options of clothes to wear uh besides those t-shirts that were unisex right and now that being geeky is like mainstream we have merchandise that are mm -hmm. for all sexes and however anybody wants to wear and represent themselves we have movies we have conventions we have more merchandise i'm an adult with adult money <laughs> i'm going to be using it on all of these things mm -hmm. um and so yeah i mean as you can see my room um but yeah i've been a geek my entire life <laughs> i love it and like i love just saying about the geeky clothes and stuff like we've got hot topic which is like uh, and spencer's and like all sorts of Boss places blood. now like shops that are just yeah. doing the clothes and it's just so great mm. to see like with the her universe and everything um and then honestly uh, yeah. obviously like the independent businesses as well it's awesome right um, and just, I'm just dropping uh, your Twitter link into our Twitch channel and I'm, it's going to be in uh, our show notes as well. Um, but Jasmine is awesome with uh, a fantastic cosplayer. Um, and like, just, you definitely want to follow and be like, hell yeah, you look amazing. Thank you guys. It it's truly true. a passion. Very um, it's just, I'm just a nerd. I make zero money off of it or profit. I just love, I love dressing up as people that inspire me. Are you sewing them yourself or are you otherwise? It's a mix of it, honestly. I've done yeah. everything. I've done from the bottom nice. to the top. Um, sewing, putting it together myself, ordering off Amazon, ordering a whole costume already completed. Mm. The Miss Marvel one I did, one of them is the OG one that she's wearing in the comics. Her outfit um, mm. is different than the TV one. Um, but yeah, the one from the comics, I made the one um, that is in the uh show the mcu show i actually commissioned and i made sure to commission it from somebody that is desi so she is an indian seamstress and so she nice. did it she lives in india and that's gonna be important because if you watch miss marvel we can get into it later 
um, that actually is very uh, true to where she gets her costume from. And I thought that was like a special little, you know, touch. Uh, I just got goosebumps from you telling that story. It was so cool. I re- it's so, so, so cool. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> so, you, you would never know unless I said something, right? It doesn't like stay like made in, you know, wherever yeah, it is. Yeah, but it's just, it's also just a story for you as well. Like, and you're just like honoring what you love with trying to replicate it as much as you can. And this also means like, getting it from like people and from the culture like all of that is just just it just gives it even more meaning than just Mm. because people are like yeah cosplaying whatever you either buy it or then but that is like so there's so much more with it to it attached as well and that that additional meaning i just think it's amazing yeah thank you it's it's honestly i think like it's that extra touch that makes a huge difference um Mm. and it's important in, in cosplay and like we were saying like with small businesses to support people aside from mm-hmm. like the big companies, right? Like it's easy to yeah. amp on something and yeah, I could have put it together like I did with my original one, but it's, it's good to support people that, you know, mm-hmm. especially given with Miss Marvel and we'll also get into this later, which was like my favorite aspect of the show is how they supported um, various artists and small businesses as well. And we'll, we'll get into that later. Oh, you have deep, deep insight knowledge. I love that already. I know. <laughs> very excited for your expert knowledge. Um, yeah. Um, so what are some of your biggest geeky influences? Obviously, Ms. Marvel. My, my, <laughs> wait, one more time. What did you say? Sorry, your, I live right next to the airport and the planes oh, are flying you're by fine. all the time. <laughs> um, your biggest geeky influences. Um, all right. So like my favorite stuff. Are yeah, the things that have had the most impact on your life. Definitely Ms. Marvel. Um, for sure. I started, I have all her comics. I've collected each and every one, including her various other things like she of course has her own title which is Miss Marvel and then later the Magnificent Miss Marvel but she also was in other series including um, Champions and Inhumans which is going to be another thing we're definitely probably going to dive into because that was like the most heated thing the very end of Miss Marvel um, with the X-Men song Um, but I've also um, collected all her figures and everything so she's very important to me um she's not the very first muslim superhero so uh, sometimes like people are like oh my god it's the first muslim he- superhero i was like you got to give credit where credit's due dust is actually the first muslim superhero and we had a green lantern that is also muslim but she's the first that's kind of set waves and has her own series and is very established and um and is like all of us. And I think that's really important. When Miss Marvel came out, a lot of people were like, oh, I hate Miss Marvel. This is pandering to PC culture. And I'm not going to get super into it right now, but I knew it was going to be well loved because Miss Marvel is all of us. And that is why I love her. It's not only, you know, the background, which is very important to me and that representation, but the fact that she is a geek, she's a nerd, she's a fangirl. And that is all of us. And we can all relate to <laughs> Camilla. And so she reading her comics was very um, validating and I never really understood that refreshing feeling of I feel seen until I got to her comics. So she's very influential to me. Um, After that, I want to say Moon Knight was also very amazing and it's interesting they had it back to back because they are like literally night and day. Um, So Moon Knight as well. (laughs) Um, 
and that's fairly new. But other influential things is again, I've I've always been like a gamer, so I love Pokemon. Um, I used to love Harry Potter before you know J.K. Rowling. Um, yeah. You know, Big and mood. Mood. <laughs> yeah, but that was that definitely. Um, <laughs> thanks, my background. <laughs> um, but yeah, everything in my background. So we have Overwatch. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Overwatch. Yeah, but they had. And it's super rare again, but they had two of the heroes you could pick in Overwatch were um, Middle Eastern. So it was Farah, and then later on they introduced Anna, and that huge poster was their key art for the second BlizzCon that Overwatch was released in nice. for 2017. And so that was a huge influence on me too. Um, aside from that, just like all the nerdy things that everybody grew up with, you know, um, but definitely heavy on on. Miss Marvel and Overwatch, actually. So anything that had something that I could see myself in, Aladdin, like Princess Jasmine, uh, Mulan, <laughs> which she was like fierce, like you know, fuck the patriarchy. So, <laughs> but yeah, Big all moves. of those things. Um, and have to say, your Princess Jasmine cosplay is one of my favorites that you've done. Thank um, you. You're gonna see another one then, um, and I'm really happy. Yeah, there's gonna be a. We have a huge group at D23, which is the biannual um, Disney convention, and I'm. Um, it's so funny because so often I'm not actually Jasmine. Somebody always picks Jasmine, so I'm like, that's okay, that's fine. Um, but I'm like, it's my namesake <laughs> and my culture. I don't like to be here sometimes in this time, in this amazing group. I'm going to be uh, Princess Jasmine, but with a special twist, and I'll leave it a surprise. But um, yeah, I'm really excited to share it with you guys. Yeah, I didn't make the group, and they made it, so I'm just going to respect their wishes. But yeah, I'm going to be Jasmine, and I'm very excited to bring that together. Is it this year again, or is it next year? It's this year. It's oh, a month. By- oh, it's a- Oh, cool. Yeah, it's like... A, oh, the, they're going to a lot of announcements then again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, after what they get at Comic-Con, I cannot wait to see what they do at D23. I'm so excited. Cool. Yeah. And our last question is about your current geeky pastimes. And I think we know some of them, but is there anything else that you haven't mentioned? Hmm. Well, I'm literally, it's so funny because like right behind me is a D&D character sheet, um, like right behind this window <laughs> where I'm talking and I'm like looking at it. Um, but yeah, um, getting slowly into D&D and it's not because of Critical Role or Stranger Things, which kind of put D&D on the map, which that's amazing. I'm super happy about that. But um, I did do a campaign. I feel like D&D is probably one of the geekiest things you could do uh-huh. and I love it. And um, yeah, so uh, I'm, I did one campaign and I'm doing another um, and I'm very excited and happy that we're doing that. We knew, it was just something for myself. It wasn't anything I like really broadcasted or we didn't stream it or anything, but it was really nice and it was fun to play with. So I guess that's like a hidden geeky thing. Cause I never really um, posted anything about that. Besides that, my name is Jasmine Joestar. So I really, really love, anime and that last part Joestar comes from um, a great anime called Jojo's Bizarre Adventure and something that I've cosplayed very often from um, and I yeah obsessed with so that is definitely another uh, geeky thing about me. (laughs) I always say this um, I really want to get into anime but I never do. To make that jump I'd be very happy to navigate uh, Jojo is definitely not like a beginner anime. I feel like there's there's levels to it. Um, it's definitely something for somebody who's a little more, they've watched more. 
But anytime you're ready, I'd be happy to give you some very easy <laughs> ones to kind of like ease your way into the anime world and ones with excellent dubs, which means like it's an English voiceover. Um, so you don't have to read subtitles all the time. It gets a bit tiring to do that. Um, and so that's I have options for you whenever you're ready and you're bored. You're like, let's do it. I got you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, I will take you up on that when I'm. I'm just, I know I am the worst. I'm like, I'm going to watch anime. I'm going to watch Critical Role. I'm going to watch this thing. I'm going to watch that. And I never do. Well, and I, at least I know this about myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. We're going to do it. I'm going to bully okay. you. No, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> accountability. That's what yeah. you need. <laughs> yeah. My anime accountability buddy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Add it to the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, thank you so much for all that. Uh, I love you even more now. Um, <laughs> and, and when when you said D and D, I was like, Amanda's gonna like explode inside. Yeah. Implode, oh yeah. Because, yeah. Good. We can talk about D and D stuff because I definitely need more friends that play D and D just so I can get a little more diverse of Hello. a view of it. <laughs> all right. That there are a couple of people. So Amanda and Games Mistress in chat. Chat is called Games Mistress for a reason because she's also. Um, GM'd one of our one shots that we did with what what is it called? Thirsty Sword Thirsty Lesbian. Sword lesbian. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of TTRPG people oh, around yes. here. And then my <laughs> my bard cards, my player handbook is here. My RPG guide is over there. I've got all the guides. Yeah, I'm. Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna pick your brain. <laughs> I'm obsessed. <laughs> but we're unfortunately. Fortunately, I don't know. It's a bit more, we're not here to talk about D and D. There's so much to talk with you about. I like know. all the, it's like you could just have a conversation with Jasmine about literally everything. That's amazing, right? So I'm just like, oh, where do we start? What do we do? But you, 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 you're here today because of Miss Marvel because we love the show, and you obviously have been a long time fan um, as well. So getting your insider knowledge is basically what we hope to do today. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I've read the comics too, so let's get down to it. <laughs> well, okay. I am going to start our episode by, or start this part of the episode just by saying that uh, massive spoiler warning. Um, yeah. We're not going to be spoiler friendly here. We're just going into it. Um, so if you haven't seen it, turn off or see you next week. Next week. <laughs> Go and watch it something. and then come back, something like that. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Now that okay. that's out of the way. I just would like to ask first, when did the comic for Miss Marvel come out? So, because I don't have a, like a time time frame for it in my head. So it would be just... late 2014. So during the fall and winter oh, of 2014. 2014. Um, okay. She was, however, and this is what they do. They'll feature a hero in another comic before they release that hero's comic line. And she was featured okay. in a Captain Marvel comic in 2013. So that's when we first see Camilla. But okay. the first Miss Marvel copy dropped in October 2014. Cool. And then the series came out. Now it's 2022. So it's eight, eight years. years later. Right. Um, so they were filming for the last couple of years. Um, and it was supposed to release multiple times. So it was supposed to release last October. And then they pushed it. Really? Yeah. I don't know what, you know, MCU. That's why people are like, COVID. wow, we're going to get two Avenger movies in one year. I'm like, no, we're not. They're for sure going to like push to one of them. There's just no way. I mean, I would be very surprised. Um, but yeah, so they pushed it a couple of times and now it released, you know, this past, uh, was it July 2020? 
2022. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's a good place to start. How is the show compared to the comic? The show is um, obviously running very fast uh, compared to the comics. It's a very slow mm. start. Um, there's been some major differences between the comic and the show, and that's okay. One of them, which was the most noticeable one, was how she got her powers and what her powers are. Um, they actually gave her more powers, so... When people were complaining, I'm kind of like, are you complaining that she has more powers? Like, why is that like a bad thing? I think that's a really cool thing. So I'm happy for mm -hmm. the switch up and the change. Um, and there's some other things that we may or may not see just because they're jumping around a bit. One of them is in the very last episode, um, Bruno tells Camilla, oh, your brother was asking if he's ever going to get powers. And in the comics, he does, because the way the powers are activated, and this was the major point of, um, of question for everybody, because Inhumans are very, very, very similar to mutants. They're pretty much the same in a sense, except for the Inhumans, their powers uh, could be activated by the Terrigan Mist, which is what happened to Camilla. That happens in the very first comic, Way further down the line, the Terrigan Mist actually affects her brother as well, and he gets powers too. And so the Terrigan Mist can affect anybody, but like you have to have like a mutation in you for it to activate. Just because you smell it doesn't mean you get it. Like for example, <laughs> Zoe, um, who is kind of the antagonist, but not really because they their friends are just really like the twist they did with that. But she also smells the Terrigan Mist and nothing activates in her. Right. So just mm -hmm. because you smell it or you ingest it absorb it doesn't mean you are going to automatically get powers right it's not like spider-man getting bit by the spider there's something inside of you that activates um so they switched it up a little bit and now after seeing the very last episode and that bit of the um 97 og x-men jingle we know why they didn't really show that the, us in the beginning and what they're doing. So I think they're going to manipulate like, oh, Terrigan Miss equals inhuman, but inhuman equals mutant. And so it's going to be their introduction of mutants instead. So, um, yeah, they changed that a bit. But again, Marvel, I saw that coming. That always happens. They do that all the time. None, none of the Marvel comics are anywhere near like super canon to the comics. And so no. I'm, I'm, I knew that. And it's fine by me with those changes. Her powers were also different. So in the comics, she mostly has the ability to get small and big, which is like her embiggening powers. Um, they showed that towards the end, which made me very happy. But then she the, <laughs> this cosmic thing that she has where she's creating these like crystals and stuff. That was um, so cool. <laughs> super cool. And not in the comics. But I, again, I'm okay with. And I feel like they're kind of maybe tying her closer to Captain Marvel in a sense. Because Captain Marvel is, um, you know, an alien. And she's in outer space. And the next thing Miss Marvel is going to be featured is in is in the Marvels with Captain Marvel. Mm. So um, those were some major differences, some plot things here and there, but again, totally okay with it. All the characters that were featured are also in the comics, including I feel like a lot of people's favorite character was the Imam or the Sheikh, which is the guy who like runs the mosque. Yes. Um, he's also <laughs> the comic relief. And uh, he's kind of like, if you've watched Avatar, which I love Avatar, um, Last Airbender, <laughs> not the blue people, but he's like um, Uncle Iroh. 
So he's very much the Uncle Iroh type of vibe in Miss Marvel, which I love and I'm obsessed with. So he's that he's that person. Um, so a lot of all the characters are the same, which I'm very happy about. That's good. I loved him. Um, obviously, I've Monty and I have only seen the show, so we can't compare it to comics. And uh, totally as fine. mentioned, <laughs> with the with the uh, lack of anime knowledge, I don't know Avatar, um, so I don't know that connection. But I loved oh, his character. That's the first thing you're watching. Then there we go. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Avatar: Last Airbender. It's on Netflix. We're starting tonight. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Um, hi, mom. Hi, Tom. Uh, we are not watching the Umbrella Academy tonight. We're watching Avatar. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that, that the Sheik was a, a fantastic character because he was very protective of um, of the teens. And um, that was, it was nice. I just got that like really fathery, fun, like, I will be a thorn in your side to like the, the authorities, um, which was really nice touch. Yeah, super fun. Yeah. Um, so I went into the show like, like I say, not really knowing anything about Ms. Marvel. Um, I was very excited um, for, you know, Kamala Khan and um, the, the concept of every, of everything. And then um, cinematically, I thought it was fantastic. It was a lot of fun with like the cartoon vibes as well with it, like in spots. And I don't know, or at the very first episode with, um, with her doing the like animation and the videos and just absolutely fangirling, um, over Miss uh, Captain Marvel um, and wanting to go cosplay at the um, Avenger Con, like it was just like you say, Jasmine. She she was she's all of us, and like I really felt so connected to her. Like I think maybe the show was for a younger audience, maybe a little bit of a younger audience, mm-hmm. but um, it didn't take away my enjoyment in the slightest because everything was it was it was just fun. It gripped me from like the second it started. I I agree I d- with you. I definitely think it was. Um, especially following so so far, like with the MCU, it's all it's all been very dark. Like none of it has been very mm-hmm. lighthearted. I mean, we started off with WandaVision, and Wanda was like, I'm taking over an entire town and holding all these people captive <laughs> and you know, tormenting their souls so I can live in my fantasy world. And you know, we got uh, everything else has been very, very dark, serious, mature, mm-hmm. like adults you know, type of of content, absolutely not made for children whatsoever. Miss Marvel, gave me that kind of like finally especially right after moon knight which was probably the darkest out of the mcu because you know he's going through serious mental illness and there's murders and he has split personalities and you know like literally you're seeing a a hero kill people you know we're talking about death um and so it was very very heavy and then we have miss marvel which is like well where like huge difference Definitely gave me Spider-Verse vibes with Miles, which they're friends, actually, in the comic. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think we needed that refreshing, like, okay, it's not all, like, we went the DC route for a moment, where it's not all, like, it's not all doom and gloom, you know? We can have a hero, and yeah, while it's very much a coming-of-age series, they hit a lot of heavy topics as well, and it's something that, you know, you and I, as grown adults, can still still enjoy and find entertaining, for sure. I think it's also because when we grew up, we didn't have anything like this, right? So mm. even now when we're like almost, you know, old, <laughs> at our age at least, it's like you're so excited that there's finally something, even though it's obviously made for a younger audience because it, you, you, like you feel, you, you watch it and you feel it and you're like, this is all modern and this is really fast. And I compared it a bit when I talked with Amanda about it too. Um, 
because of the pace, it reminded me of the newer Simpsons episodes where there's so much in one, one episode compared to the older ones, which is just like you feel it's just the speed of it, how younger people nowadays consume information and content because social media and everything is fast, right? So I feel the pace was really fast in the episode. Um, but because we didn't have anything like this when we were younger is that there was no young girl our age being an absolute fucking badass or whatever um so that's what what also like totally like heated that excitement about it even though you notice it like yeah it's because my boyfriend came over and it's like what is this and i'm like you are not the target audience it's like <laughs> this is not for you this is this is yes loki is your stuff but this series is not made for you like it's not but but that's what just made me so excited and it's like this is i wish i had that when i was younger right and now it's Honestly. here and it's so cool and it's just exciting to watch it and also exciting to know that kids now have that right mm -hmm. so that's just what, what what where i'm like this is seeing that like growing up being like a <clears throat> five six seven eight year old girl seeing this is like i can do this and i can do that and it's just this representation of it all it's, it's just also the thing that's really always fucking excites me oh yeah <laughs> Plus, you learned a lot. I even learned a lot, you know, oh, like there's yeah. stuff that I didn't know much about, like the partition thing, um, because mm. I'm not Pakistani. She's Pakistani. So it's very different um, culture. Like our language isn't even the same. And so when that uh, when that happened and, and a lot of people were asking me, I'm like, that's something we all need to like look and learn. But I um, listen, if the complaint is it's going too fast and it's too short of an episode. If that's your complaint, that's good, because I would much rather have you say that than or anybody, and I agree with you 100%, but I would much rather somebody say that than be like, oh, it dragged on. And it was like, oh yeah, 100%. Long. You know? Like, it, it, was, it feels like there could have been so much, because I started to read the comic first, and the first one was like, especially in comparison with the show, really slow, right? So when I, when I talk with, charlie about it i was like yeah i want to start reading the comics and i'm like yeah the show is way faster like it's way faster than the comics oh, are yeah. so i just that was just that just came a bit as a surprise it's not really even a complaint it's just a I'm like, oh, they push a lot in a in an episode, and I could have had like twice the amount of episodes because it was so cool. Same. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, we get longer series from Disney. But yeah, I yeah. agree. I could have ate up a lot more. So you and me both. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and just on your point of learning a lot, I have to say that before this, like Ms. Marvel, I didn't shamefully, but also maybe not so shamefully because I'm from Canada. Um, and it's just not taught. I didn't know like hardly anything about partition. Um, yeah. The it's British just... invaded a lot of the Middle East. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's a source of of content. They invaded Iraq. Um, they invaded, you know, obviously India, Pakistan. Um, they invaded Palestine. Um, so they invaded a lot of the Middle East. And so them touching on it is a bit. Um, I'm glad they had like that bit of an educational lesson as to what it is and. Miss Marvel did a lot of this and we could get into this later if you like, but they did, they um, touched on a lot of things that a lot of people like um, might've not realized at face value, but they were breaking a lot of stereotypes and breaking a lot of, of negative ideas that people have, like, especially of immigration, like, you know, like Miss Marvel's here, her parents are immigrants. Like, you know, but like, what's the story? Like, you know, and there's like this very, especially in the United States, um, there's like, there's 
obviously very, you know, racist um, undertones of what's happening and, and against people who are immigrants here. And they kind of nailed it. They're like, well, like, look at what happened. There was like a, a major nation that had invaded us. And, you know, obviously people left. And that's why people are all over dispersed around the world. That's why you have Pakistani people in New Jersey, uh, because of things like that. They had to leave their homeland. They got into, you know, and and they couldn't live a life there. So uh, they did that amongst many other things. And yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. Got, it got very deep. So that's why when people are like, it's a kid's show, it is at face value. But watching it as a brown person and what I'm going to tell you coming up, you're going to be like, okay, there was some very serious undertones for sure. That was, it was a lesson for the adults. Kind of like, remember when they were like, oh, like uh, these cartoon shows like Ren and Stimpy and like other things they're like, <laughs> and Cat Dog and like these Nickelodeon shows we watched at kids, we would laugh and enjoy, but like there were jokes that were meant for the adults to get mm-hmm. and the children yeah, would have yeah. never got. I think they did the same thing with this show. Oh, definitely. There was a lot of lessons for adults to like get and, and, and um, older audience to be like, okay, that was for me. And I know that was for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, we could we could definitely discuss that because as a, I think a lot of brown and Muslim people like picked up on it. They're like, okay, I'm, I'm happy they did that. I also think it's just so important to also display in, we, we talk about this all the time, right? That everybody treats all these geeky shows and all the fiction shows as something that is just wasting your time, right? When in fact, I've always feel like this is, it, well, it, this is culture building, right? Mm-hmm. What you see is what you then makes you understand a lot of other things because you see it and it's not, nobody watches an educational show, but everybody watches shows like this. So it's also their job in a way to to show a lot of different cultures, a lot of different Yoshi, my dog is just being an idiot here. Um, <laughs> a lot of different cultures and a lot of different lifestyles and a lot of like people loving whoever they want to love. And I feel people need to see that and that's also the job of of shows like this right yep so i feel they've done it in a a really great to also show that because everybody's always complaining how refugees just take over your country and shit and in this show i feel this this showed again that people don't want to leave people don't want to freely leave their home they need to leave because of so many reasons and that it's not just because this that not because that country that they go to is giving them more money or whatever bullshit that people people get told and think about and 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 whatever so it's 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 they, they they have to leave because their life is in danger and if your life is in danger what the fuck are you gonna do you're not gonna sit there and be like but this is my home i'm gonna stay here you want to protect the people that you love and your kids and your family and that's why you leave and i feel they've done it really really showed it nice as well in this show i feel yeah i absolutely agree with that um i think they've also done like it was really nice to see like very popular media portray um like muslims and immigrants in such a positive light because i think that there is just such typecasting of like especially in the last you know 21 years um like it's just it's just been so negative and like that's never been my experience like with my muslim friends um and being in muslim countries and and anything like i've never had that experience and to finally see media catching up and being like well this is like what it actually is like you know to be muslim and to be an immigrant and to be a, a like a, a pakistani immigrant to america like it's just it was so nice to see it families being families um, right. 
and like the the happiness inside the mosque um all of that was just it was it was so i felt refreshed to see it and that's not even my culture and i was like this is so wonderful um so i'm sure you have a lot to say about about that <laughs> it was it was uh i mean exactly like media has always media is such a fucking strong influencer sometimes like when people dislike muslims or middle eastern people and they they have nothing to go off of but the media i don't blame i'm speaking as an american um i don't really blame them because i understand like you have no information on who we are we're not portrayed in anything and when we are very very little very little portrayed you have a woman in hijab like netflix is notorious for and she's like ripping off her hijab and she's free and um then you have uh, men who are only portrayed in a very negative way, right? right? Like very extreme and terrorists and stuff. And um, it's always very negative. And then you have uh, movies like, uh, I'm not a Gal Gadot fan whatsoever for many reasons, political reasons. Um, but like what she did in World War, uh, not World War, <laughs> Wonder Woman 87, sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, we, we ripped that movie apart. We hated okay, it. Good. Um, it was it. horrible. <laughs> it was but like awful. the whole like she rescued the children and Egypt mm-hmm. was very so she was in so look at the difference. I want you to pay attention to the difference. Look at Egypt in WW87 and look at Egypt in Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge oh, difference. Yeah. They did the whole like Orientalism, yellow tone, sepia tone. Like, this is what it looks like. It looks nothing like that. I'm even dude. Again, born and raised in Los Angeles, California. I've been to the Middle East several times. It even gets to me. Like, legit, when my family shows me pictures and videos of, like, Turkey and Iraq and Lebanon, I'm just like, wow. Or when I've been there, it's even a shock to me because I just see so much of it in media that's, like, old, run down, buildings destroyed like that's that it's oh you know mm. what i'm saying nothing's modern yeah. there's no electricity but then you get there and you're like okay this just looks like everywhere else in the world there's malls yeah there's streets there's restaurants there's music playing there's a bunch of things happening they have conventions they have cosplayers they have you know <laughs> geek they legitimately do like it's on my bucket list to get invited to like a convention in in the middle east but they have all those things and like you would never know because the media really gets to you and miss marvel did a fantastic job of a very very delicate balance of showing the culture for what it is and then also breaking a lot of stereotypes and every single episode was like a lesson from Mm -hmm. something as basic as uh camilla's friend nakia the girl in the hijab talking about her hijab and not in a way that's restricting her. She talked about it Mm. in a way that we've never seen in American media, where she's talking about her own personal struggle of acceptance, where she's too light-skinned or white to be seen as, like, because Middle East and Muslim is is tied together. They're not synonymous. One is a physical location and one's a faith. You could be Muslim and be anywhere in the world. Like, the number Mm. one Muslim nation, in terms of, like, being the most populated, is not even in the Middle East. It's Indonesia. And after that, it's Malaysia. So it's actually South Asia, not the Middle East whatsoever. Um, But yeah, so the fact that she talked about her identity as a hijabi and her acceptance and her issues with acceptance from within the Muslim community and then outside of it, when she was offering, sorry, boys in the chat, but get used to it anyway. When she was offering Camilla and asked her, do you want a pad or a tampon in our culture and a lot of people's brown culture, not just mine, but a lot of um, 
black people, Hispanic people, people of color spoke about the same thing, which is like uh, very often our our mothers do not give um, the girls tampons because they believe it's something that's entering you and it's breaking your virginity. It's seen as filthy. It's seen as negative. So the fact that Naki like offered her one, but is also hijabi and Muslim, you know, it's like this, like, it's like breaking these, these stereotypes again, not just for Middle Eastern people, but any, any person that has dealt with that and their parents, you know, doesn't matter what your race is. Um, And then various other things, like the fact that she went out with a boy and um, the, you know, her brother marrying in a racial relationship, which is very rare to see in any sort of media, especially comic media. Um, I don't I can't think of actually any interracial relationship in Marvel that was really publicized. You have Tony Stark and uh, Pepper and they're both white, you know. You have um, anybody else, Captain America and Peggy. Yeah. Um, everybody yeah. is like pretty much the same. So that is a huge thing too. He's Pakistani, mm-hmm. she's black. And I think that's beautiful. Like we're breaking a lot of like stereotypes, you know? So there was multiple things. And again, not just for Middle Eastern people, but for everybody that it was, it was breaking mm-hmm. a lot of stereotypes. And then at the very end when they said um, Allahu Akbar, which has been notoriously coined as like, the things suicide bombers say before they blow yeah. up and no one's ever really been like, what does it mean? What is it actually yeah. used for? Like no one's ever took a look into it. And it actually means God is great. Um, everybody says that, that believes in a, in God, like Abrahamic faiths, you hear Christians say it and it's not some sort of weird chance. You hear Jewish people say it. Um, you hear it in choir. It doesn't matter what your race is. So it's, it just, it's just something that Muslims say. It's actually a really beautiful phrase that unfortunately you know, was was yeah. pointed to something negative, and the media took it and ran with it. Um, and they're breaking these stereotypes, and it's really important. But like again, when they said that, I was just like, I legitimately was shocked. I was like, holy shit, they went that far to do this. They're like, you know what? We're not going to finish this series without breaking one of the worst um, stereotypes we have against us. Um, so that being said as well. So and then Nakia also running for council in in the mosque. So they showed the mosque. They show how it's split. That's very normal. That's actually correct. It's split between men and women. And that's just so the focus stays. Um, also, our prayer has people like bending down in front of people and the way everybody is stacked. So I don't want to bend down in front of a man and I don't want a man to bend down in front of me. So it's like <laughs> I'm happy that it's split. It makes sense. Like you first at first glance, it's going to be like. Why do they do that? That's not equality. It actually is equality. It's just splitting people up. People are just, it's their respective area. The women are comfortable to be amongst each other because they're covered. They don't have to worry about, you know, being in a position in front of a man that's like not favorable. So it makes, it makes sense. And then her running for council of the mosque is a big deal too, because you saw what happened. Like it is usually a male patriarchal thing and her getting it, is again breaking more stereotypes. So I could go on mm. forever. <laughs> please but, do. Yeah. Yeah, There's a lot of things amazing. that that um that happened during that show that again a lot of people wouldn't be like, I mean, somebody might have been like, okay, cool, she's going for counsel, who cares? But then like Muslim person's like, wow, that's like pretty deep. And people who mm. always thought that like Islam or our Middle Eastern culture is very oppressive. They're like, well look at her go. You know, she's mm. she's gonna be part of her, you know, um her religious worshipped 
religious place of worships sort of government thing. I don't know what they call it, but you get what I'm saying? Like the fact that she's breaking yeah. out. Um, and I really like they gave her that power. They don't really give side characters that much power um, in Marvel. So they gave her a lot of attention and love. And yeah, yeah. I feel like she, I'm rambling now. No, <laughs> not at all. Um, she was a fantastic character. And I was like quite excited to see her like running for council and standing up to, uh, was it Kamala's uncle or was it her uncle? Um the other man running um, for the for the council. Um, it was and- her Camilla's dad's best friend. Okay, like that. so yeah, yeah, it was someone like that, and <laughs> and like kind of twisting Camilla's dad to be like, oh, but vote for me and support me, and and like kind of turning the tide towards her. And it was just, um, I don't know. Cute, by the way, it, it was so cute. Like, um, like you know, I'm your your daughter's best friend. Like, come on. <laughs> um, I also really just love Kamala's father as well. In the show, he's just so adorable. <laughs> Him dressing up as the Hulk to go and like take her to AvengerCon. I was like, no. oh, I love you. <laughs> that was the cutest. He, oh my God. Have, do you, have you guys seen Kim's Convenience? Yes. Okay. So he, he absolute Mr. Kim, Kim vibes. 100%. <laughs> Which is so funny. That's, like both of them, like the parents remind me so much of their parents and it's funny because the uh simu that was like his breakthrough mm-hmm. and he's the the hero of shang chi right and so when they like that that was just so there's like such a perfect tie right there to them and i just i love him i love him so much i can have and we were talking about this on a on another podcast no offense you guys <laughs> i love you guys <laughs> but uh, we were talking about this another podcast like we would pay money we would pay good money to have like a marvel series with the either her dad or the shake from from Miss Marvel, just both of them, just like both, ordinary, both of them. Uh, and like Louis Mosk life. Ant-Man. Um, you know the guy who like narrates the whole story, um, Louise from Ant Man, and then I forgot we had like a third one. But there's just like there are people that are just such wholesome beings, and mm-hmm, we love yeah. them with all our heart. And Miss Marvel had like two of them, and I'm just like I just want to I just want to hold on to you forever. But yeah, that was. Yeah. That was the cutest True. thing. <laughs> I I absolutely agree. <laughs> like, I would watch a show that w- is just those two hanging out at a mosque, um, like just doing like ordinary mosque things. And like, I would I would watch the heck out of that. Yeah. Come on, Kevin Feige, yeah. do it. Give it to us. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> what we he's, so, he's so occupied when I watched, when I looked at all the new shows and he's like on everyone, yeah. right? Like, how the f- <laughs> How, how how the fuck are you doing that? Oh yeah, it's just it's, it's, oh. it is it is absolutely insane. It is um the fact that yeah, I I um have a friend who like worked on the show and she gave me some insider knowledge, um and we became really good friends because this is the show and the things she told me was just like amazing. But you know like it, he, yeah he's he's there and his name is on the credits for a good reason. Um and. I think everybody worked so hard on that show and you could, you could tell as well. Um, and it's, it's interesting because they really nailed it despite so many differences. Like Iman Vellani is Canadian. The directors are European and Middle Eastern. So the two main directors. Um, so there's a lot of non-Americans, but they really like, I felt like they nailed it. I'm not from New Jersey, um, but people <laughs> who are from the East coast, I have a friend who uh, was also on a previous podcast with me. She discussed it. She's from New York. Um, and she's like, they, they got it. They, they nailed it. And not only did they nail it, like they perfectly executed it. I'm like, I'm so happy. Like Marvel did a fantastic job with this show. 
do you feel like in the last, especially since they started with with the, all the series now, that they just have way less of a filter and they have way less, way more go into this. We are gonna break stereotypes, whatever the whatever it takes. Look at the because last I feel episode. They, the, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I think like Marvel's like we sincerely do not give a shit, and they pretty much gave a big f you to to the government, to the United States government, with this mm -hmm. last episode. Because if you saw um, the uh, do DDOC or the, whatever the the uh, the, the ones that, were, that wanted to contain her. Right. You know, yeah. and the fact that the people stood up against them and said, you know, stop. And they united against them. And they were showing how like, yeah, like just because you're a, a force doesn't mean like you have any right to be there. Mm -hmm. um, and they pretty much gave him the big finger, you know, and that's like a huge thing. Um, and they discussed how um, and they, they, they said it a few lines um, how you know, they stepped in there with their shoes in the mosque and how, you know, they're used, they discussed how like Muslims are used to being um, patrolled and looked after mm. and how it's just really negative and shitty. And they just, they mm. highlighted and touched on all of that. And I'm really happy they did. And again, it's something and uh, multiple people that are from that area and have experienced that was just like that is the right thing that they did you know they spoke out against it and i'm happy they did so yeah i agree with mm -hmm. you i think marvel's like you know they're giving full creative control when they say hey we're going to be more diverse they're not just saying oh here look this person is brown oh hey look this person is muslim yeah. you know it's more than that they're like no we're really going to like yeah. tell these people stories and use their voices and give you these lessons and so i agree mm -hmm. with you 100 percent. marvel is becoming they they legitimate legitimately are like yes you are going to get diversity through and through mm -hmm. um and you're mm -hmm. gonna you're gonna see it and you're going to get it you're gonna understand it we're gonna <laughs> give it to you yeah yeah because even if you compare it with endgame where like who was it? One of the producers who wasn't even gay was portraying this gay man and his story. And I'm like, that's like a big step now to like having really people that have this history, people that like can relate and people who, who have all these stories really work on the series. And it's not just Miss Marvel. It's just like a couple of previous ones as well, which I obviously also can think of right now, but it feels like they're just going with every series that comes out. They're always going this one step further where it's like, we're going to have the right people work on the right content to show everybody else what it's really like and right. fuck you uh, basically no moon knight had uh, an egyptian director muhammad diab yeah um ryan coogler for black panther and then you could tell when when the you could tell because not only do they like you get the good story but you get it right you know and you yeah you, it does great like i you guys i love aladdin i love disney but like the live action really disappointed me but the director of it was a white british guy with all due respect um and i'm like well you're <laughs> directing a middle eastern you know movie and it came off very or orientalistic it was a mess they had mixed Asian themes with Middle Eastern themes with Desi themes. And so it's like, this is, we're, we're not the same culture for you just to like mix it up like that. Um, but then you see that and you're like, that's a disaster. But then you go on to when things are correctly casted and correctly directed and you go, Black Panther was the first Marvel movie to actually yeah. win, you know, um, Oscars. 
And then you have people raving over something like Moon Knight, which is a brand new hero that has nothing to do with the rest of the MCU. There's like no connection with him and at all, but was able to stand up on its own. Because all the other all the other um, Disney Plus MCU series, all the characters are connected, right? Miss mm -hmm. Marvel is connected mm -hmm. to Captain Marvel, uh, mm -hmm. Captain America, um, and uh, the new Captain America, and Bucky, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Winter Soldier, yeah. Loki. Um, yep. She-Hulk to come out. They're all connected. Moon Knight was like a very like so for them to like just throw that out there and it like hit the board. You know they did the right move of hiring the right person mm -hmm. and to hear Arabic music over the Marvel title was just I that was amazing. That was like a moment. I was like I, <laughs> Arabic music and then Oscar Isaac speaking Arabic. I was like what? <laughs> that was a big fan I mean, moment for me. I was like. I just fell in love with you a little more. <laughs> I know. As if it was possible, <laughs> but it <Yeah>. was. <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, was crazy, to, I agree with incredible. Marvel definitely is 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 mm. like, hey, you know, like that's we're we're really going to to bring up the heat and we're gonna give you diversity and we're doing it the right way and accurately. So yeah, I agree with you mm. uh with that statement for sure. Yeah, it's about time that some company is is doing what they oh, say they're true. gonna do and doing it so well. Right. And uh, I'm happy that they're they're pushing that. And they they like you know we have people like Disney that are like okay we're gonna we're gonna give the LGBT people what they want and they give you like a gay coded character that I'm like okay are they actually gay or not like we don't know like they did nothing you know um, so hopefully like Marvel's and then doing they the right give thing money with to the other people right exactly so the, the <laughs> fact that they're pushing forward and pushing the envelope we need that and hopefully other mm. and they're being successful in it so not only are they doing it yeah. but they're successful like people love it like people are eating it up people love miss marvel had the highest rotten tomato score the black panther won awards you know to the point where people respect the fact that he wasn't recasted t'challa wasn't recasted they're like yeah don't recast him you know mm -hmm. to have that kind of honor and that respect and that prestige and to be awarded for it for it you're not only giving the people what they want but they need and they deserve and then you are you're successful at it so it means like hey this is the right thing you should be doing and it's not mm -hmm. only black people who loved black panther it's not only brown people who love miss marvel everybody else did too so it's just like you see when you do the right thing and you do right by the people like you'll be successful at it um mm -hmm. so yeah i'm happy i'm I mean, a big it's marvel also I'm because because we're like this how is it this fantasy washed version of everything that we've consumed so far it's just not how anybody of us is right like it's not that right. nobody can see the same shit anymore and it's just like you see real people now way more in in all these shows and you haven't before and so it's just like this relatability is just way higher because right. they tell so many stories and so many more people can relate to it not just the straight white dude from whatever right right Oh, so exciting. <clears throat> um, okay, characters. What were... I don't know. Let's just lighten it up. This has been very serious and it's been very oh, yeah, awesome. Sorry. Uh, no, 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 no. No, no. <laughs> no apologies. I'm sorry. It's been amazing. I'm just going to bring it up and <laughs> just a little bit. Not because it... I don't know. I don't know. Characters. No, what have, sure. what have your favorite characters been in the show? Um, In Miss Marvel. So I love the parents. Um, 
<laughs> they remind me of my own parents as well, exactly to the T, because my mom helped me make cosplays, but then also told me, like, in the very beginning, she's like, you better not dress up like those other girls. And I'm like, okay, mom, I'm not going to dress up like those other girls. <laughs> um, but yeah, but she was very supportive and she would surprise me and help me out with my costumes. And then my uh-huh. dad would jokingly wear the wigs. And so that moment where she had the outfit <laughs> for her dad and her, I legitimately cried because, like, I really felt like, oh, that was really triggering when she, like, disappointed her parents and hurt their mm-hmm. feelings. I'm like, I think we've all been there as people, not just me, but like that really, really hit me when that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with the to make it light, yeah, when she made her costume, um, I love the parents. I love the dynamic. Um, I knew Kamran was going to be a point of contention because I read the comics and that happens. Um, but I really, really like how Zoe like ended up being like their friend and helping them. Of course, I love Bruno is a sweetheart. I love Bruno. I like the whole. <laughs> so at the very end, when they were like running away and they <laughs> the shake gave them this is the disguise of two hats and one said haram and one said halal. I was it. absolutely going to ask, like, talk about these because I love those hats. <laughs> I actually bought those hats. Did you? <laughs> I wondered because you tweeted about them and then you found the link and I was like, oh, she's going to get them. And they're so cool. I totally. Yeah. So they had um, they have the hats and it's uh, something Miss Marvel did that I don't think anybody picked up on unless you follow these people. But they supported a lot of small businesses. Desi small business. The person who makes those hats is a Middle Eastern person. They have artwork. Um, there's a very famous artist who you guys should totally look up. Her name is Hate Copy. Um, so just written exactly at hate copy on Instagram and she does, um, Indian, uh, comic style, like the old comic style. Um, and it's very bold, very feminist. And she had her art on, um, Camilla's wall. So that was their nice. they commission. Yeah. They commissioned uh, the music by Riz Ahmed. So a lot of Desi artists and MIA, um, amongst a lot of other talented people. So there was a lot of small businesses. They were like support, 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 support. That was very subtle. Like you would have noticed, but going back to the hats, um, Haram means forbidden and wrong. And halal means like clean and acceptable in a sense. So Halal usually is referred to like the type of meat that we eat. They um, like um, Jewish people who keep kosher. We, uh, when you slaughter the meat, it's done in a very merciful way. We don't let the like the animal bleed out. It's automatic death. You know they're given uh, normal, healthy lives. So people will consume that meat in if they're Muslim and. And anybody else can consume that meat as well, of course. Um, but that's halal meat. So halal means like clean Islamic, done the right Islamic way. Haram means forbidden. So like, you know, when Muslims say like they can't drink or they can't eat pork, um, that's considered haram. So the hats, of course, because Camilla is like in this weird love triangle um, where she seems to really like Kamran. And Bruno really likes her, but she doesn't like Bruno that way, maybe. Um, so Bruno has the haram hat um, because he's not, you know, the same culture, religion. And so usually in our culture, like you're supposed to marry within the culture and religion. And then Kamran has the, the halal hat. So he's like the right choice. And I thought that was really funny. It was like a lighthearted way of like discussing, like kind of like, you know, he would be the right choice for her in the future, um, culture-wise and 
Bruno wouldn't be the right choice. Um, and then in Islam, Muslim women can only marry Muslim men. So that is a long topic for another day, but um, <laughs> the hats were a cute touch. <laughs> That's interesting um, that you explained that because I was going to ask if there was symbolism between who got to wear what hat. So um, thank Very you for, so. for answering my question before yeah. I even asked it. Um, <laughs> it's really, really interesting. Um, one thing I, uh, another thing, I just love the show. So another thing that I really loved about Ms. Marvel and Kamala is how, um, how clumsy she is. Um, <laughs> because like as a very clumsy person, I was like, oh girl, do I ever relate to you right now? <laughs> um, and like see, watching her progression from like dropping a child halfway off a building, you know, to being able to like cross the, the whole city on her glowing platform spiky i don't know what her cool power platforms yeah Yeah. um like totally smoothly and it was just such a nice progression of like oh maybe i wouldn't be so clumsy if i actually practiced at doing cool stuff like this um but it (laughs) just it just felt like such a relatable moment um aside from everything else i'm like yeah if i was all of a sudden granted powers like i would be so clumsy with them (laughs) (laughs) it was it's super realistic like a kid yeah. who's just got superpowers it's not like she's gonna automatically you know know how to use them um and again that's why i when she when they announced the series a lot of people like knocked it you know i've been hearing miss marvel criticism for a very long time so back in like five six years ago i uh, marvel reached out to me and asked me to be part of this cosplay becoming series with miss marvel nice. and so i did this whole uh thing with them where we made the costume and they filmed it and I wore it and they interviewed me and it was like an official Marvel thing and it was all on all their channels. And then of course, you know, when some, something big shares you or shows you off or whatever the thing is, when you create content with them, there's a lot of hate. Um, it really opens you up to a lot of, a lot of negativity. And so I saw all the criticisms for Miss Marvel um, and a lot of people hating and that's, that's fine. But like uh, the, uh, the criticism, criticism is valid. It's valid, but it wasn't. So a lot of people are like, Oh, Marvel's pandering to PC culture by having a brown Muslim person. First of all, Miss Marvel has, I'm not Miss Marvel. Marvel has touched on so much religion before. Like, hello have you watched daredevil Mm -hmm. i'm like he's very catholic and very religious and he like lives in the basement of the church so you know um (laughs) you have that you have um other you know like uh marvel has been very like anti-war if you were watching like civil war at all (laughs) everything right yeah the fact that um, the criticism doesn't land i mean obviously they're like oh you know like you're not you're clearly not a comic book fan because you don't know your comics like so when people are just like you know criticizing them for this you look silly criticizing this company for this because they are notoriously known for this you just weren't looking into i'm you know hydra is nazis like come on like right anybody who says that comics aren't political like doesn't have a clue because like that like comics are political like they've always been fucking political right like what what, where do you live if you're not affected by by anything political like Mm -hmm. what bullshit is that like you walk out you go to work then it starts to get political like everything is political why the fuck is like 
it's exactly it's just like they see it's exactly like that meme where they like have a i think it was like family guy where like peter like they're holding like a skin card and white means like innocent brown means guilty right Mm -hmm. and so it's the same exact thing like if it's white it's not political but then if it's a brown it suddenly is pc culture and political and i'm like it's it's not like this all exists already but um you know i've been seeing the criticism and I've um, forgot the original question now, <laughs> but essentially what it comes down to is, um, you know, it doesn't it doesn't land. It doesn't stick the criticism. And uh, what was your original question? So I can make sure I answer. I don't actually think I had a question. I, okay. Just saying like, <laughs> I don't I don't know. That was a few minutes ago. And <laughs> here, here we are now. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, so I've been I've been seeing the hate towards Miss Marvel for a while. Oh, OK, I was going to explain why Miss Marvel awesome um but the thing is like i knew that um the people who got it got like miss marvel is a very relatable character Mm -hmm. um and it doesn't matter like if what culture you are what religion you are if you are a comic book fan you're gonna relate to her if you're a cosplayer you could relate to her a lot of it was really funny that um when she was struggling to make the cosplay which all cosplayers deal with um people were posting the meme from euphoria of i think it was was it maddie or somebody was one of the girls i forgot her name but she's like is this play about us um and this was the same thing like i felt like it was very much a slap in the face to cosplayers i'm like okay um but i feel like again anybody could relate to miss marvel and can relate to her and how wholesome she is um from the cosplaying to going to the convention sneaking out dealing with parents you know, being afraid of like coming out to your parents as a hero or coming out to your parents in other ways as well, like being honest with them and having them accept you for who you are. Um, So there's a lot of ways to relate to her that has nothing to do with her ethnicity um, or her religion. Um, And I think that was, I think it's going to be a very popular series and it has been because of that, because anybody could relate. And it made me really happy. So those who left the criticism, uh, pick up a comic book and read one before you come at me or Miss Marvel again. Yes. Um, I think like a lot of hate uh, got directed towards Captain Marvel as well, just because of the fact that she was a female superhero and, uh, and Brie Larson being the outspoken person that she is. So it's just she's not a sex icon. That's right. the big difference, right? Because Black Widow was sexy, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and Captain yeah. Marvel isn't. Um, and you know, men don't know what to do with themselves when they can't objectify a woman. They're like, oh, I can't objectify you. Like, what am I supposed to do with you? Respect you? <laughs> like, right? <laughs> How <imagine>? unusual. <laughs> um, but speaking yeah. of Captain Marvel, I was delighted to see her. <laughs> I mean, me <laughs> yeah, that was a big like a lot of people were questioning. They're like, OK, so did she be so Miss Marvel has um, she doesn't really have the ability. So when when Camilla gets her powers, when she ingests the Terrigan mist, the first thing that happens to her and the first thing we see in the comic is she actually becomes a Miss Marvel. The other Miss Marvel, the black leotard, thigh boots, red sash, blonde Miss Marvel. Um and Carol Danvers. And she looks at her and she goes, this isn't me. I don't like this, you know, as much as she loves Captain Marvel. Um, so she goes home and she creates her own costume. So a lot of people thought that she has the ability to shape shift. And I don't think she has that ability. So when we saw her at that bonus scene, when we see Brie Larson, Captain Marvel, and that extra mid credit scene, 
Um, a lot of people were like, is she shape-shifting or is this actually Captain Marvel? So Marvel did confirm that it's Brie Larson. It's Captain Marvel. She wasn't shape-shifting. Like, they switched places, essentially. I think that's just going to lead into what happens in the Marvels. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to see that. And hopefully uh, we see Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel before then. We have a lot of other MCU releases before that happens. So, yeah. yeah. But I was really excited to see her, too. It was really funny when she's, like, looking around and she sees art of her everywhere. And she's like, uh... <laughs> right, because, like, what would you do? Like, if, if you walk into some somebody's room or some somewhere and like this person is obviously fangirling over you and you're just like holy crap like if i was i mean it looks like a little kid's room like it looks like a girl's room right so yeah. i'm just like yeah, okay yeah, yeah. i'm in some kid's room like what the hell i wouldn't <laughs> right. be like freaked out if i was already a hero she's already a hero but if like if that happened to me today i'd be like uh <laughs> right i'm like uh, i'm about to be on a podcast uh but not this one but the, <laughs> the crime junkies one or my favorite murder because <laughs> <laughs> True crime. Yeah, you would terrifying. be what the uh, only murders in the building moves to LA. But yeah, I was excited to see. I'm glad we got her. I like that little cameo. I feel like every Marvel uh, series had featured another Marvel hero. Um, like Loki had Sylvie, Miss Marvel had Captain Marvel. Um, you know, She Hulk is going to have Hulk. WandaVision had, you know, Vision and Wanda, Scarlet Witch. So, like, we're seeing. None of the MCU series, Moon Knight, had like feature, uh, created a new hero, Scarlet Scarab. Um, so I was hoping to expect like another hero to show up, and I'm happy she did. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, also in WandaVision was Monica Rambeau. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. WandaVision kind of spoiled us a bit. Uh, yeah, it did because lot. there was also, um, oh my gosh, her name has actually just left me, but uh, Kat Dennings, um, her character from Thor. Um, the yes. like, scientist and, oh, lady. Yeah. She, she, like, One Division really did spoil us with cameos. Like honestly, they really did. And then it was also um, uh, the detective guy from Ant Man. I forgot his mm-hmm. name. He was um, fantastic. Yeah. I, I would put him in a room with. Um, that was the third guy. Was it the guy? <laughs> <laughs> like yes. We that would have cool. the Luis from Ant Man. Um, that detective from. Ant-Man as well. And now a bunch of other things. Um, yeah, her name is Darcy. Yeah. Darcy, and, that's it. Thank um, you. The dad in the shake from Miss Marvel. I mm-hmm. just have a series with the four of them. I would and absolutely watch that. Someone needs to tweet that and just keep tweeting at Kevin Feige the way um, Simi Lu did before he got Shang-Chi. Let's do it. <laughs> Petition for Marvel side character this men that we love. Like a little the bonus wholesomes? series or something. Yeah. The wholesomes, yes, the wholesomes, the wholesome, <laughs> love it. Oh my god, hilarious! Uh, yeah, no, it was so cool. It was, honestly, that was we deserved that kind of lighthearted series that was also so like educational and wonderful. I yeah, I think I think it was. Um, I was. I need to go back and rewatch it all, um, just because. I was like the last 10 minutes of the last episode too. I was like crying. Like I, mm. I'm trying to remember everything that happened. Cause now it's like a, a little bit of a blur, but I'm so I'm going to go back and rewatch it, but I'm really happy for the future of Camilla and the MCU. And, um, I really liked, are we going to, are we going to talk about the X-Men jingle? I don't want to jump to it. Absolutely. If not, yeah. Um, Let us know what you, yeah. Talk, you have dude, the stage. So, so Inhumans is a thing in, in Marvel that, Marvel doesn't really like 
uh, Kevin Feige isn't a fan of the Inhumans, um, and they've been trying to get back X-Men from Fox for the longest time. They've been struggling, right? So Marvel, a long time ago, was going broke. So they sold their two most popular franchises. They sold Spider-Man to Sony, and they sold X-Men to Fox. Um, So since then, it's been a struggle a real struggle to get Spider-Man rights back, obviously, and X-Men rights back. They're slowly but surely doing it. I'm not, I don't work there. I'm not behind the scenes, obviously. I wish I was. I wish I was a fly on the wall um, for those <laughs> meetings. But when they did that jingle, I was, prior to that, I was crying for 10 minutes because of the conversation she had with her dad, where she tell, where he tells her her name, Camilla, um, and what it means. And... Uh, it means Marvel, and I thought that was gorgeous. Um, the mm, writer for so the first Miss Marvel is a white woman who converted to Islam. We call it revert because we believe everybody Muslims believe everybody's like Muslim when they're born, so it's like revert, convert, tomato, tomato. Um, so she wrote the series, and she, I believe, lives in New Jersey, so she lives on the East Coast. Um, and she is an angel. And her name is on the building of the school. So Marvel put in a lot of Easter eggs, and that was one. So her name is G. Willow Wilson. And then the next writer for it, for the Magnificent Miss Marvel, is Saladin Ahmed, who is uh, also well-known as one of the most favorite authors for Miles Morales. Um, So there's a... And then then G. Willow Wilson went on to write other comics after uh, she passed on the torch. There's going to be a lot of weaving and you're going to see a lot of your favorite superheroes come into it. So you're going to see Miles and and Camilla come together and uh, you're going to see Camilla interacting with X-Men because one of her favorite heroes and something that she does, which I personally didn't do um, because I didn't even know it existed. But she in the comics is a fan fiction writer and she is, is in love with Wolverine. Um, so the <laughs> who isn't that, right. And so the <laughs> fact like, um, that they did the X-Men jingle and people like were upset about that. I was like, again, you don't read the comics because if you read the comic, you would know that Miss Marvel loves Wolverine, loves Iron Man and a bunch of other heroes too, but she really loves Wolverine. So the fact that they did that <laughs> jingle was just, you know, a way of, of, of also for the comic book writers to be like, Oh, remember like the Wolverine references we did. This is why we're doing this now. Um, that's what I felt like. So there was a lot of um, there's a lot of question as to what the future of the Inhumans are going to be and what X Men are going to be. But I feel like we're getting rid of the Inhuman idea and we're just going to do mutants. Um, okay. So I'm really excited for that. So we're going to see her probably in X Men. We're going to see her, and that's why they also changed her powers because a lot of people were complaining about that. Her powers previously to the cosmic stuff was very much like Reed Richards from Fantastic Four. Getting bigger, mm-hmm. getting smaller, mm-hmm. like, you know, Gumby powers and beginning. Yeah. Um, same thing. So I felt like that's why they also changed her up. Well, I think we just need to have faith in the process and let them do their thing. And we are happy to speculate and hypothesize and, you know, mm. hope, you know, theorize and be like, okay, I think this is what's going to happen and blah, blah, blah. But it's good to discuss it with other people that might have other information, like an X-Men fan or someone who read the mm-hmm. comics or somebody, you know, to, to get to that point. But I also love uh, one additional note about that is that I love that the actress for Miss Marvel, uh, Iman Vellani, is a fangirl herself. Um, and it's just, just like... the best. What? <laughs> it's just the best. I think it's, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. It, and she's super feisty. She's like 
fighting Kevin about it. She's just like, yeah, no, this is actually Earth, you know, whatever dimension, not Earth 1818 or 363 or whatever, <laughs> like the dimension that he says it is. And she like did a, a tour of Marvel Studios recently. And I just love that she is like a huge, huge like and then the cast knows that, you know, the the girl who played America. Um, I can't pronounce her. Um, and uh, she she uh, was saying like, yeah, she's the biggest fan girl. Um, and I think that's really cute that not only, you know, are we, we're just like breaking more barriers. So like we have a fan girl playing a fan girl. We have actors who are into the series. It's like new, new crew that's coming in all these younger and they're going to be the young Avengers. They're the fresh voice and mm -hmm. talent and uh, coming into the MCU. And so, yeah, I'm, that's just like my final thoughts for Miss Marvel. I'm just happy in and out what they do with the series, who they cast in the series, what the future is. Yeah. I mean, what do you say? It's just the best thing to theorize about it. And I always have issues with issues with people who can't see different medias as different things, right? Because yes, there's a comic, but it's also entirely different, right? It works different. You, you have like so much, it's a, it can be based on it, but you can't like 100% translate it all. So obviously, because you can't do that, there is also this creative freedom of creating something that enhances it or like just changes it up a little. It doesn't always need to be so literal. Right. And so it's just like way more fun to then speculate about it. What is going to happen next? What can we do? What do we think? What do you think? And that's what makes being a fan and being a geek so exciting oh, yeah. because you can talk about it all and then you might be right and you might not be right and then you can it's just like this ever never-ending thing of engaging your brain in theories mm -hmm. that is fun and enticing i think oh yeah i think that's like the best part of being a comic book fan like mm -hmm. and and <laughs> someone's like i need to read the comics yes read the comics or 100 sure read the comics it, they're really fun they're really lighthearted. of course they talk about serious things too but it's not done in a heavy way um i'm a big fan and they sell a hardcover um similar to like omnibus which is like a collection of a bunch of comics um so they have like mini omnibuses um so you don't have to go buy all the individual ones but i highly highly recommend you guys just now reminded me i need to go to my comic book store because i need to go <laughs> grab my pull and grab all the stuff and and uh that's my advice for anybody watching right now uh be friends with your comic book store people mm -hmm. because they will <laughs> they've been holding all these miss marvel goodies for me just because like now that she's out there's so much more coming out and yeah. so I was like, they're just holding it. They're like, we have these like little goodies for you. So yeah, read the comics, support your local comic book store and let me know how you feel about it. Cause I am down to talk about Miss Marvel any time of the day. Love um, any final thoughts, friends? Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm just so happy. She's like, it's still so <laughs> surreal. Cause she's such a new hero, like new, new, like she just dropped like within the decade. Right. And we have to, to go from, like Iron Man and Captain America that are like one of the oldest MCU heroes to like a brand new hero is awesome. Um, thank you for having me guys. I'm really happy to, to gush over Miss Marvel anytime. And um, I am really happy that we're getting something like this um, during our life. It makes me really hopeful for a future Um for the future generations that they're going to grow up with well-rounded characters, people, heroes, people to like really look up to um, people of different skin colors, ethnicities, body sizes, you know, um, and 
I hope that this inspires people to, um, you know, keep an open mind and, and know that, and also to not just, and I know this is like fantasy, but it's still real people inspired, obviously. And that maybe don't always like listen to what just the media feeds you. Um, use your brain, like think, think about it, you know, re- like talk to people. Don't be shy. You know, we're just, hu- we're all human beings. We're just a bag of like skin and bones. Come on. <laughs> and, um, you know, feel free to reach out to people, talk to them, be like, Hey, is this true? Like, Hey, I have a question, but it's kind of serious, you know, get to know people, like be more human, be more down to earth and, and keep, always keep it open. I think like, that's the most important takeaway from this Marvel it, is just to keep, keep an open mind, you know? Um, and, and, uh, and, and realize there's, uh, the take home lesson is, is that we're all humans, right? And, you know, while she's still a kid, she taught us valuable lessons. And while still it's just MCU and people are like, oh, it's just fantasy. Oh, it's just comics. No, you know, it, it, there's a lot to take away from it. Um, and yeah, I'm happy to talk about Ms. Marvel anytime. So please feel free to come over, ask me any question you like, um, any of my social media. I am always open to it. And thank you so much for having me, guys. Yeah, thank you so much uh, for coming on, for gushing about Ms. Marvel and sharing like your experience uh, and everything. Like this has been such a such a great episode, like genuinely it exceeded my expectations and they were high. So thank you so much. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you. I mean, yeah, I, I, uh, we could, we could talk more any other time, but yeah, um, that was, that was quite the series. And I feel like, uh, hopefully they'll do more. I know they did like an Avengers assembled thing, um, for her. I haven't seen that yet actually, but, um, if I recommend anything I would recommend from this, like anybody watching, um, if you, haven't seen much Miss Marvel in your feed on uh, your Twitter, your Instagram, especially Twitter. I feel like it's a place where people have more important discussions. Um, follow more people, like uh, diversify mm. your feed, get that onto mm. it. Um, there's a lot of, lot of Easter eggs that Miss Marvel did um, that a lot of people didn't pick up on or they were very subtle. Um, another one, I'll leave you with like a fun fact um, in Islam they say there's 99 names for God. And if you were watching Miss Marvel, like in the beginning, they showed various like uh, title screens with, it said Miss Marvel, but it was written in various ways. Um, so it was actually 99 title screens. So that was like an ode to nice. the religion. And then in the partition episode, um, they featured all the Miss Marvel tile screens were written in all the languages of the area at that time. So they respected the people's culture in that area. So there was so many little like odes. There was like a, a piece of the Quran, which was like this beautiful uh, calligraphy in the background where she's like talking to her parents. It's behind her. And she's talking to her parents, trying to convince her to go to this convention and cosplay. Um, and that piece of the Quran was like about empowerment. Um, and so there was, again, lots of little Easter eggs, lots of little things. But um, after the, after Miss Marvel, I found a lot of people, a lot of Desi people, a lot of Desi geeks. Um, and I diversified my own feed because I needed to do it as well. I will definitely mm. say that if like, I will admit it. Like I didn't see all these people. I didn't know these people existed. So if you don't see enough of that in your timeline, Follow some people. Don't be shy. You know, ask them a question. Throw them a DM if you don't want to be, you know, so bold and do it publicly. (laughs) And I promise you, we don't bite. 
And, you know, we'll be more than happy to discuss these thing, kind of things with you. And I'm just, yeah, I'm so happy. I'm over the moon about it. So, yeah. Thank you so, so, so much for all your amazing you. input. It was really amazing. And we will put all links to where you can find and follow and hang out with and connect with Jasmine in our show notes. Um, and yeah, that's that's what we will do. So please follow Jasmine because she's awesome, Thank as you, you can tell. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Thank you for having me. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and we will see you again next week for another amazing episode of Geek Caring. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. 